Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts ron and anian the tires only got a contact patch of you know, the width and the, the length of that patch area that's hitting the road, that's all that's holding you down there. So, you know, to have marginal tread, if, if we're concerned about it, put four tires on it, if the budget allows. Any good thing, it don't last long, like a tank of gas and a radio song. The Car Doctor. Is the 93 Octane, does that have uh, the uh, ability to clean a little bit too? I've always found in everything I've read, a higher octane fuel generally has better cleaners and more cleaners in it. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, welcome. Hello, and how are you today here at The Car Doctor? That's uh, that's what this radio show is. We're going to talk to you about your car and solve your problem, whatever it might be. And let's kick out the gate right away. Let's uh, let's give away a couple of tickets to... Where are we going here? We're going to the uh, Pocono Raceway, July 23rd. Uh, the Pocono 400, the Tricky Triangle. We've got some uh, Level 200 race tickets, Paddocks Plus Passes, and uh, we're going to be giving these away right now. Let's give away two tickets right now. Hey, Ron, this comes to us from Tim. Ron, my wife and I have three cars between the two of us. Our 2021 Chevy Silverado rarely gets used. We drive it every few weeks for about three, or we drove it every few weeks for about 3,000 miles last year. My manual says to change the full synthetic oil every 7,000 miles, but at this rate, that could be several years from now. Could you recommend some time mileage maintenance interviews for rarely used vehicles? Also, any tips on how often should I start a drive it, bring the temperature to print things like caliper freezing up, et cetera? 
Tim, P.S., I love the Poconos, especially in the fall, but would love to go in the summer. Ha, 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 ha. Tim, you're going. Um, we got two tickets coming your way already, brother. Um, let's see. I, you know, listen, oil changes are about time and mileage, okay? It's whatever one you believe in as far as a, a minimum spec. Uh, I think 7,000 is probably the end of the spectrum. I would be doing it every five on a full synthetic. And my biggest argument for perhaps what some people might view as doing an oil change early is to look at the purchase price of that 2021 Chevy Silverado. That was easily a $50,000 truck. If not then, it is now and then some. So, you know, it's what's the price of an oil change versus the cost of replacement vehicle and how soon do you want to do it? If that is an active fuel management Silverado, which I bet it is, if it's a 1500, um, the more oil, the cleaner, more uh, better quality oil you can put in there, the better off you are because you could have some issues with it going down the road, not to scare you. But, um, you know, we can't prevent disease, but we can sure as control it and uh, um, possibly eliminate it if we can by better oil changes. Uh, you know, so I'm going to tell you, regardless of mileage, I would change the oil in that truck every six months. And at that, that's a reach. My concern is lack of use is going to rust this truck. So, you know, one of the other things you may want to consider is perhaps undercoating it, either painting it or using a product like NHOU, New Hampshire Oil Undercoating, and spraying some New Hampshire Oil Undercoating on it, getting a treatment. You can do this yourself. They make it available with a spray gun kit. They make it, they also make it available um, in, you know, regular 12 or 16 ounce spray cans to hit some of the critical areas. But my concern is the vehicle is going to sit and rust, and no matter what you do, um, you're going to suffer from corrosion and uh, the annoying things that happen from a vehicle that sits. As far as how often to start it, drive it, et cetera, bring it to temperature, man, it'd be great if you could do it at least once a week. You know, maybe this is the, hey, let's go out and get ice cream in the middle of the summer truck, or hey, let's go out for a ride Thursday nights or, or something just to drive it one day out of the week. We'll keep the battery charged. We'll keep things fresh. We'll keep things moving. You may want to take it into your local mechanic and perhaps the next time they rotate tires, consider asking them to make sure the brake caliper slides are lubricated, sometimes out of the factory. The factory will not put brake grease, what we call brake grease. It's a silicon grease. I know it is AC Delco uh, lubricant that will apply to the brake slides to keep things moving and keep things fresh. And, you know, it prevents the calipers from binding and locking up, an excellent way to do it. But as far as, you know, listen, nothing is better than driving it, all right? So, you know, as far as what else can you do, if you if you follow that, I think that's going to help promote the life of it. And, you know, the only other choice is rotating it around and maybe subbing it in for one of the other vehicles once in a while. I sort of have the same situation. I've, As you guys all know, I've got an 04 Suburban with about 87,000 miles on it now. I've got a 2022 Silverado uh, uh, 2500 Series. And I kind of swap them back and forth. The Silverado's the plow truck vehicle. The Suburban's my everyday vehicle. You know, and I've got a few other cars I could be driving, but I, those are fortunately being used or um, they sit in a safe storage and atmosphere controlled and, and, and all that, so they're okay. But um, I do drive, I try to drive the Suburban most of the time, as just happen to like it. And the uh, plow truck gets driven at least once, if not twice a week, if I can, if I can possibly do it. So... Um, you know, definitely something to consider. The more you drive it, the better off you are. But in conclusion, all right, I'll wrap it up here. At least change the oil once every six months, regardless of mileage. And, you know, obviously good oil, good filter. Consider, you know, coating the undercarriage, NH oil undercoating. You can go out to nhoilundercoating.com to read more about the product, the oil treatment that they provide. Uh, you know, consider the next time the tires get rotated, 
to take a look at the brakes if the calipers have exposed slides or if they're dry. Sometimes they're dry from the factory. The factory does not grease brake caliper slides on every vehicle. I've been told for because of the aromatics, the vapor that it gives off, that might affect the quality of the paint job when the vehicle is painted in the booth, which I find hard to believe, but that's the answer I consistently get. Um, you may want to have the caliper slides greased that way, but the more you drive it, the better off you can. Just rotate things around. And uh, thanks for the question, Tim. By the way, we've got two tickets coming your way for the Pocono 400 uh, coming out there July 23rd. And uh, we look forward to seeing you out there. We'll be out there in the stands somewhere with you guys. Um, we've got uh, we've got two tickets coming your way. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. Um, uh, we appreciate the question as always. So um, if you're interested, if anybody's got an opportunity or anybody wants an opportunity to try and get a couple of tickets, I've got, what have I got left? I think I got two left um, out of the pile. It's uh, it's grown this week. Boy, we've uh, we sent out a bunch of tickets this week. Research Kathy's been hard at work doing her thing. So, um, you know, we've got, uh, we're down to the bottom of the barrel, but we think we got two left now with the exception of Tim. I'll check it again after the pause. So, um, you know, just be aware. I want to talk to you about diagnostics, um, if I can, if I can go here real quick before the pause, or maybe I'll start now and we'll finish up on the other side. You know, I want to talk to you about the the need for diagnostics and some of the things that get involved. There, there's an expression among fighter pilots uh, where they talk about, you know, what'd you get them with, uh, the whole nine yards. You know where that expression, the whole nine yards, comes from? That's the conversation because it's it's rumored to be the length of an ammunition belt for a 50 caliber aboard a B-17. And, you know, that's where I believe the, the saying started during the Second World War. And sometimes in a repair shop, you have to throw the whole nine yards at the repair. You have to throw the whole nine yards at the repair attempt because it's involved. It's complicated. It's it's just a little over the top. We had a 2011 Lexus RX350 in the shop this week, and it set a P0607 engine performance fault code and that that was the description it didn't go anywhere else for that it didn't you know it didn't specifically cite any other um sensor or circuit it just said engine performance or engine module performance fault is is exactly what the wording was well when you look up a 607 the description from the factory using factory information from toyota is vague it's they talk about uh, pcm powertrain control module engine control module they talk about oxygen sensor faults they talk about grounds. They don't really cite any one particular point or, or, or you know, failing component. When I did my research and I looked at bulletins, I looked at pattern failures in the database, and I looked at, you know, other things that have afflicted that vehicle, I saw a range of possibilities from batteries to battery cables to engine control computers to oxygen sensors, air fuel ratio sensors. It was, it was a little of everything. And it's hard to get a grip and know what you're chasing. And one of the pieces of information which came to me via Opus, the guys over at Opus IVS, uh, you know, their, their tech line, and I was talking to Kelly and Jason, and we started talking about O2 sensors and discussing the ways we could test those O2 sensors. Let's, let's you know, because I went to, hey, let's prove what's good. If I can prove what's good, maybe I'll figure out what's bad. And it was a it was a good direction for us to go because using my Opus scan tool, I was able to graph the two downstream because there's there's two upstream air fuels, two downstream O2s. I was able to graph the downstream O2 sensors and watch the bank one sensor one downstream. I'm sorry, bank one sensor two downstream O2 did not turn on 
at the same time as the Bank 2 Sensor 2, O2 Sensor. It gets confusing, right? Bank 1, Bank 2, Sensor 1, Sensor 2, etc. You could see it. The the output signal was just flatlined. It just, it just went nowhere. And it was about three and a half, maybe four minutes in time lag behind turning on for the other one. One turned on and you could count it. Two minutes, three minutes, almost four minutes later, that other O2 turned on and started working. Further research, and the boys at Opus were as good as they ever were and as they always are. They went and got me and dug out of the archives a timestamp that we have to see both O2s within 30 seconds uh, come up somewhere between 30 and 60 seconds, you know, but at least to be equal, which, yeah, I agree with that. It's, you know, if, if this one's doing it, that one's doing it. And by conclusive testing of, tell me what's good, I'll tell you what's bad, we actually found out what was bad right off the bat. Two bad O2s. Well, one bad O2. The Bank 102 sensor downstream was bad. It had failed. And I put in both of them. And sure enough, the next day, because I have to do this cold, I was able to graph out with my Opus the O2 sensors turning on and looking at the heater current load being applied and they were both equal and sure enough within a couple of hours of driving the vehicle ran its monitors it ran its self-tests everything passed and the vehicles fixed and out the door so tip of the hat to the guys over at opus opus ivs their scan tool their technology their support system there's so much more than a scan tool and um you know for the ability to uh, help again solve another hard to solve problem but you know some days you just got to throw the whole nine yards at it and uh, that's what we did. Everything but the kitchen sink. 855-560-9900. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor, and I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Keep Ron's number handy, 855-560-9900, for when you really need advice on your car. Here's Ron. Hey, let's get over. Oh, you know what? Before I forget, I also want to point out, because Tom sent me a text over uh, 
over the break, not my, not my Tom, another Tom, uh, sent me an email over the break. Uh, wants to know more about Opus IVS. OpusIVS.com, Tom. Um, get out online, Opus IVS, O-P-U-S, OpusIVS.com. You want to read more about the scan tool. He's a repair shop owner up in New England, and uh, he wants to know what that's all about. And remember, it's not just a scan tool. Uh, Tom, it's 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 a support system that uses a scan tool along with TechLine to make the product work and help fix cars. So opusivs.com. Let's go over to Bruce in California and see what's going on here. 05 Chevy Tahoe. Bruce, welcome to the car, Dr. Sir. How can I help? Uh, thanks, Ron, for taking my call. I really, first of all, really, really appreciate your show. Uh, you've helped me out so much on this car, just keeping it going. Thank you, sir. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. Um, uh, the reason I'm calling today is, um, the transmission, it's, um, it's acting up a little bit. Um, it's given me some real harsh upshift from first to second. And, um, but, but when it goes from second to third, it feels kind of soft. Okay. And, and I think the third to fourth is, is, is like the second third. It's kind of soft. Uh, doesn't quite feel normal, but the one that you really notice is the seat of the pants, um, the first second, right. and it's not consistent. It's it's just it's it's sometimes it's most of the time, and sometimes it's seldom. How many miles are on this, Bruce? It's um, as you say, it's got a buck ninety-seven. Okay, so it's got two hundred thousand miles on it, and yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the original trans in there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, um, it what, is. What, what, and, is the, what, is the, what does the fluid look like? I, I just checked it. It's nice and uh, red, nice red color. All right. Last time it was um, changed? I, three years ago. All right. How many, mi- how many, how many be, miles of that three years ago? Oh, uh, hmm, let me see if I have that. Ballpark, um, ballpark 50,000, 100,000? It's 100, been a pandemic. Yeah. Okay. It, it, oh, oh, probably way less. It's been pandemic time, so it doesn't get much use. All right. So um, let's let's talk general theory about transmission. Any dashboard warning lights on? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. You know, if, if if this had a P zero eight ninety four, I'd start thinking about a torque converter that's coming apart. And maybe putting debris in the trans and, and clogging the filter and things like that. I mean, listen, you're surely at the age and mileage. You're you're 18 years old and 200,000 miles. This is an 05, you said, right? Yeah. Okay. Is. You know, you're surely at the age and mileage where we would expect to have to do a trans overhaul. Um, one of the things oh. I would try first, okay, is, you know, and this is this is... Perhaps you've decided you've reached, you know, fail-safe, that if this doesn't work, you're ready to pull the trans apart. I don't think you're going to pull this apart to repair it, because at 200,000 miles, the amount of time needed to take it apart isn't going to justify the expense just in overhauling it, all right? Uh, you know, to take apart valve body, to take apart and maybe do it, look at an accumulator spring and things like that, you know, maybe that's broken, mm-hmm. but if it broke, what made it break, and what's the rest of the trans look like? You know, it's got 200,000 miles on mm-hmm. If if we think this is, and before I tell you this, let me ask you this: When it goes into lockup, you know, at fifty five, sixty miles an hour, mm-hmm. does it does mm-hmm. it shudder at all? Do you get that that vibrational no. shake like you're driving on the shoulder no. of the road, falling no, asleep on the? Okay, no. yeah, okay. I know that. I know that feeling. I know exactly what you mean. I've had cars that did that, but right. 
Nothing okay. ever. Then my suggestion probably wouldn't work. My suggestion was going to be if you feel like you've reached fail-safe where you're ready to take the trans apart and you know the fluid is clean, then you know a, a trans additive, a friction modifier, a friction enhancer uh, available in a local auto parts store will surely add to the fluid and perhaps give the trans a little more bite. But you're not getting that shutter. You know sometimes that shutter accompanies the hard shift. When you've got a physical hard mm-hmm. shift, it's time for a a mechanic to. It's one of two things. We're either going to take the trans apart or we're going to attach pressure gauges and look at lo- pressure line readings and decide, you know, what's broken and why, and why is it failing. If nothing is physically broken, um, remember high school science class with the beakers in chemistry? Uh, I never did do good in chemistry. Well, but you remember remember the glass beakers, right? You had a glass beaker with a graduated cylinder. Right, yeah, okay. And if, if, if you found a round piston that perfectly fit that, that container, that glass beaker, oh, yeah. and it had liquid in it, right? If you could gently push down yeah. on that and compress the liquid and then bounce back and compress the liquid and bounce back, that's kind of how an accumulator spring works in a transmission, all right? It, it absorbs the blow as pressure builds, and it ex- gives it room for expansion, and then it comes back. And in between, yeah. in between that up and down, that expansion movement is the point at which the transmission shifts and how much it can absorb that 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 bang that that sensation will allow the vehicle to either shift smoothly or hardly so the question is 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 the chemistry class beaker broken or is it just worn out allowing fluid to leak past and not properly control that shift point at 200,000 miles internal seals the possibility of damaged and broken parts you got to do an overhaul i think at this point the last thing i think somebody could try is pull the trans filter down cut it open Do they see any debris and material in it? If they do, you know you're on the right path. But short of that and some line pressure readings, I think you're headed for an overhaul, my friend, but you can go one step at a time. I appreciate the call. I'm Ron Anini in the car, Doctor. I'm back right after this. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome back. Ron Nane, the car doctor. Jeez, we're already halfway through an hour 
Um, where does the time go? It's like you blink and it's Saturday and then you blink and it's Sunday. And I don't know. Pretty soon we'll be back here again doing this all over again. Let's go to Vincent in Illinois. That's where I want to go. 18 Chevy Silverado and some questions about AFM. Vincent, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing so well. I've got, uh, you know, just a question surrounding that one, and it's kind of a three part question and I'll be really quick. One, yeah. Uh, I have a 5.3 liter engine. Okay. How many times have you seen the lifter failure pass through your shop? Um, two, aside from proactive maintenance, meaning oil changes on a regular basis, things like that, what else can I do to overt staring down the barrel of an expensive repair when it comes to those lifters at, you know, 40, 50,000 miles, if that's the case? Because uh, I'm like you. I plan on keeping in mind, this is it for me. I'm not buying any more cars. Right. And three, what do you think about those devices that you can plug into the OBD2 ports to stop it from reverting back to four cylinders and keeping it in VA mode the okay. whole time? All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's take the pile as they come up. In the last, I'll give you a time span. In the last five years, I can count off the top of my head five cases of AFM issues through the shop, physically through the shop. All right, that we've repaired. I can also tell you that the reason I can say that I have such a low count on that, number one, it's a new, it's these this is on newer vehicles, which some are still under warranty. But I also blame it on the fact, if I have to blame it anywhere, is that we're always on our regular customers for regular oil changes. And 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 I don't want to thump my chest and say, hey, look what I did, but it's the only logical conclusion I can come to. You know, I am in I am in close contact with the repair shops around me. We all talk on a regular basis, and we do seem to have a lower number of AFM related engine problems than they do. Um, I can't say what they're doing as far as oil changes, filters, type, frequency, etc. But I can just tell you, you know, two and two is four in auto repair. It always has to add up, and that's the only logical conclusion I can come to. Maybe I've got less AFM vehicles coming to me. That's possible. But I just always thought it was a weird number. Now, around me, um, you know, we see a fair share. A lot of them have gone back to a, a, a lot of them have gone back to dealerships on a regular basis. Um, some of them because they're extended warranties. I'd have to think back to I'd have to go back and look it up to say, okay, what was really the age of those vehicles with AFM? Because the dealerships have taken, you know, there has been warranty issues. They have been, um, uh, how can I say it? They're they're doing them under warranty or extended programs. I think if you wanted to understand, um, well, let's say it like this to answer the last part of your question. Uh, you know, the systems that disable AFM. You know, there's two approaches there. One, you're one, you're electrically preventing it from happening, but you still have the same componentry that could wear. You still have the same lifter setup. You still have the same uh, rocker arm geometry and so forth in the engines. I would take a look at, and I haven't done so yet, but I want to see how Jasper, uh, the folks at Jasper Engines, is eliminating the AFM system because they actually came to market about six months, maybe a year ago now, where they're actually selling a 5.3 liter AFM active fuel management delete engine package, which deletes the system. I don't know if that deletes it mechanically, uh, you know, or if they deletes it electronically. The way they describe it, it seems like they're eliminating it mechanically, and I like that better because, you know, they've taken the components that fail out of the system, and they've you know they've got it set up as things that are mechanical. 
And I, I'm sorry, you know, right. It's, it's a more mechanical solution than, you know, just, just eliminating electronically, making it so it doesn't turn on. Um, so, but it's an interesting question. I'd, I'd have to really sit down and study it. I think the best way to eliminate, oh, and one more thing. I just want to tell you about this. Um, take a look at it. If you can get your hands on it, um, you know, there's a lot of bulletins and a lot of conversation about AFM active fuel management. GM's got a bulletin out there. It's very nondescript in terms of, gee, this really applies to AFM. Take a look at bulletin number 15 06 01 0220. Uh, I'll say that again, 15-06-01-0020. And it's headed something along the lines of engine misfire, ticking noise, uh, P0300 set. And go down, I remember the bulletin, because it describes the causes of, of, of what could make an AFM system problem. And, you know, I read bulletins because, I, you know, what is the manufacturer thinking? What is their position? Why do they think this particular problem happens or that particular problem happens? And they talk about active fuel management. They talk about the lifter mechanically being collapsed or stuck. They talk about internal lock pin failure because of oil aeration. And, you know, again, oil aeration, um, you know, problems either with oil pressure, problems with the oil pump itself, problems with the quality of the oil although they don't actually say that uh but i think the i think my conclusion is that based on what i see in the shop based on the bulletins i read that if i'm trying to prevent afm short of deleting the system or creating that workaround for the system i'm going to just stay on top of my oil changes good quality oil good quality filter and uh, let the cars fall where they may. I want to get 150. I want to get 200,000 out of my engine before I have to think about, you know, possibly repairing it and replacing it. So I admire what you're trying to do. And if you are thinking about, you know, this is the last vehicle and you're not going to buy another one, you should start thinking about stockpiling parts as well. You guys know how I feel about that. Um, they've, uh, they, it's, it's, it's getting to the point now where we're seeing so many things go away that were once on the shelf for a long, long time that uh, it makes you wonder what's, uh, you know, what the next couple of years is going to bring in terms of parts availability. So anyway, I hope that does it for you. If you got more, you know where to find me. 855-560-9900. I'm running Andy and the Car Doctor, and I'm back right after this. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. I'll be 
back. Let's go over to Joe in Iowa, 22 Chevy Malibu. Joe, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Yeah, thanks, Ron. You're welcome. Hey, um, I love your show. You guys are real, real nice, to, real courteous to speak to. So, um, I, so this is a new car. I mean, it's got like fifty six hundred miles on it. Okay. It is under it is under warranty, but I I had it at the dealer. So I'm, what I'm hearing is a little clicking noise around the turbo area, and it's never noticed before. And um, so when you give it, if you have the hood open, you know it's not real loud, but if you have the hood open. Then you can hear it, you know, real well. And when you give it a little bit of gas with the accelerator pedal, you hear a click. And you let off, and it'll click again. You give it some more gas, it'll click. And then you let off, it'll click again. So <clears throat> the fellow at the dealership, I, they didn't work on it. But he says, well, I'll, I'll take a, like a stethoscope and listen to it. And, you know, we had to reschedule it or something, you know, later time. But... He's thinking it's something in turbo, like a shaft or something, the two shafts that may be moving. I don't think that's the problem. I don't want to it torn apart, you know, uh, without me checking a little bit farther. Um, it sounds to me there's, on that turbo, <clears throat> on the inlet side of that turbo, I don't know what it is. I've never looked into it real, at all. But there's a plastic piece, you know, on the inlet side. Um, like on the circumference of it, you know, where the, like a lower wheel would be like a damper and, you know, well, there is a damper. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's a damper with a, like a, a diaphragm right? and it's spring loaded. It's got a warning on it. It's spring loaded. This diaphragm, it's, it, that's in, in steel with a, with a rod running to it. And then there's a lever on the top of the turbo that opens and closes like some kind of a damper or control. Sounds like you're valve, talking about, you know. that sounds like we're, that sounds like you're talking about the wastegate. Yeah, it could be. I've never had a vehicle with a turbo and I've never really read into it. So, um, which I need to do, but, um, but the noise. So if I got a pair of them stethoscopes, you know, just one of them cheap ones you get at the hardware store and I was listening to it and I'm hearing the noise the most. I can hear it in that damper, air, or the, I'm sorry, the, the diaphragm, the metal diaphragm, but it's, I hear it more in this plastic piece. It's screwed on, look like it's screwed on the side of that aluminum casting. Right. So it, to me, yeah, to me, and, you know, I don't know much about the turbos, but to me it sounds like it's maybe like a check valve switch, you know, moving back and forth or like a, or a shuttle, you know, shuttle valve. And I don't know what the darn thing well, is, the, you, know, you know, but I just... Uh, part of the problem here, Joe, is how does GM allow for that to be repaired? By, by, that, mm -hmm. I, by that, I mean, are they going to sell you a turbo as an assembly, so the turbo is going to come assembled, wastegate and all? Or do they allow mm -hmm. and sell it as individual components? Most of the time in the past, when I've purchased turbos, mm -hmm. I'm purchasing complete assemblies. I can buy okay. I can buy just a wastegate assembly for certain manufacturers, and it, it depends mm -hmm. on the manufacturer. Uh, Hyundai comes to mind, but if I purchase a complete turbo, I generally get a complete turbo assembly, old one out, new one in, bolted up, I'm done. I want to just okay. so so okay. that that being said, I think you've got to let the dealer be mm -hmm. the be the mechanic. I'm not knocking what you're doing, but I don't want you to overthink and and, mm -hmm. and stand at their elbow. Let them try to fix it first because they have to follow procedure yeah. as per corporate GM. I do want to say this. I, I don't know that this is your problem, but I am aware of a bulletin 23-NA-040. 
that talks about a, a rattle or knocking noise from under the hood, and it's due to a problem in the transmission torque converter. I'm not saying oh, I'm not okay. saying that's your problem, but it's a noise bulletin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's described more as a rattle, but everybody's definition of what a noise sounds like is different. Uh, you know, I would just mm-hmm. want to address that as a possibility if we want to avoid taking apart the wrong thing. I'm not saying they are, but if we want to avoid taking apart the wrong thing, that's just another thing yeah. to look at. Um, I think part of any diagnosis here, uh, you know, and I've I've made this mistake. I've fallen into the trap of, well, it sounds like this. Let's take that apart. And then I read the bulletin. I read my list of bulletins after the repair when it didn't work, and I go, oh. You know, I miss that. Uh, you know, age has yeah. is, is taught me a few things. With age comes wisdom, they say, or wisdom comes with age, however you want to look at it. Uh, so, right, you know, right. I, 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 I would suggest, you know, go back and say, hey, listen, before we take the turbo apart, is this bulletin, um, you know, that talks about, you know, a rattle noise out of the torque converter, is it possible that this is applicable to my vehicle as part? And, you know, maybe that'll kind of jiggle them into, um, into looking at, you know their bulletin mm-hmm. list, and they're surely going to have more up to date stuff than anybody because they're the manufacturer. You know they're the dealer's rep. Right. right. So um, yeah, you know, just 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 oh, my just okay. my from my from my seat here. Um, you know we can't mm-hmm. have, and I I want to hit this a little lightly, but I want to hit it. Um, we can't have uh, analysis paralysis. I don't want to. You know, let's not overanalyze it. Let's. You know, let's go back and talk and say, hey, if this is a turbo problem, are we replacing the whole thing? Or are we are we doing component mm-hmm. repair? You know, remember the man, the yeah. dealer, the dealer has resources. There's a difference between working on a turbo that's making noise in a repair shop that's got a hundred thousand miles on it, and in a dealership mm-hmm. that's got five thousand miles on it. That that yeah. new, that you're 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 dealing with. If it is in the turbo or whatever you're, it's, it is, you're dealing with a manufacturing defect, not not a yeah, yeah. not a wear item, and that's always been in my mind a different type of repair. You approach it the same, but it's a different type of repair because you're dealing with a manufacturing defect. They've got the ability to go back to their tech support department and say, "Hey, um, you know, we've got mm-hmm. this turbo in in, in Joe's Malibu." That's doing X Y. Oh yeah, we got you know ten thousand cases of that across the country this morning. Uh, you know everybody seems to be going through mm-hmm. it. We've, we've tracked it down to the guy that put the bolt in on the left side of the turbo case was having a bad day because he had a fight with his wife, and we're recalling all those units. You know, I, I'm just saying crazy, <laughs> crazy things like that happen, right? Um, oh sure, so, I am. Yeah, so, I know what you're saying. You know, um, what, what was that? Huh? Well, go ahead. That bulletin number, did you say? 23-NA, like North America, dash 040. Okay. I'm sorry, dash what? Dash 040, 040, 040. 040. 040. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's on the torque converter. Yeah, I don't think that's the issue, um, you know, because you can really clearly hear it right, right. there at that. Uh, and I can hear it at this plastic piece so much better than I can on the turbo right. itself. Yeah, I just, so you know, I, like I, 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 you know, once in a while, Joe, noise carries. But at the very least, if we get them to start looking at bulletins, you know, it's mm-hmm. sometimes we got to turn the light bulb on. You know, sometimes yeah. sometimes we got yeah. we got to turn the light on and, and, and get them to look. So do that and give me a call back if you need more, Joe. I appreciate the call. I've got to go. I'm running late for my next break. I'm Ron Anie in the car, Doctor. I'll be back right after this. 
It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. First gear, it's Welcome back. Ronnie into the car, Doctor. Let's, uh, where are we here? You know, I want to make a comment. Brian Shearer on Sharon Enterprises, um, the machine shop that we've established the relationship with just by virtue of this radio show. And I want to point out that uh, Sharon is the Montpelier, Virginia, in Hanover County. Um, I guess there's, I guess there's two Montpeliers in uh, Virginia, but Brian's in uh, Hanover County, he says. Uh, he just shot me an email and he said, Hey, Ron, listening to the show, you're talking about AFM, active fuel management, GM engines, in my experience. You are spot on regarding a quality of oil. Do not use regular basic store oils. Dexos is very important. He points out, and he also talks about sludge as being the uh, main culprit that is experienced. And there's a guy that's rebuilding engines. Um, so it comes back to, it always comes back to the oil change. You know, it's sort of like, it, it amazes me, manufacturers, they, they, I don't know, they do this thing where they tell you we're, we're going to go longer on the oil change. And then when there's engine failure, we talk about bulletins and problems, and they can't understand why and where they come from. It's sort of like, you know, opening a gym right next to a donut shop, and everybody can't understand why they never get in shape. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Let's give away a pair of race tickets real quick, if I can, in my last minute here. Ron, what's your opinion of trading in my, of the value of trading in my 2019 Subaru Forester with 50,000 miles on it, putting that towards a newer model? I'm the original owner, and the car is paid in full. If I get full trade-in value from Subaru and a brand-new car, should I hold it on for a longer lifespan? What do you think the sweet spot of upgrading lies into 2019? Thanks, Veronica from New Jersey. P.S. I want race tickets. I want to take my boyfriend for his birthday out to the Poconos. Veronica, the tickets are on their way. I think if you can afford it now, now is the time to trade in that Subaru. I think it's a matter of monthly payments and expense. Everything's going to need maintenance and repair. It's can you afford it at this point in the game? And if you can, it's a great time to make the move. I'm Ron Annie in the car doctor reminding each and every one of you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. 
If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.